The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Glory to God. What a blessing it is to be among the living, to be alive and well. What a blessing it is. God has loaded us daily with his benefits in 2020, and he continues to bless us even now. You know, as I told you the last time I stood before you, that 2020 was not in vain. It gave us an opportunity to reset. That's right. To reset our relationship with God. To reset our relationship with our spouses, our children, other family members. We were placed in a position, put in a position, where we were forced to deal with those things and persons that were really, really important. You know, God taught us that a relationship with God transcends the four walls of the church building. And we discovered in that discovery zone of 2020, we discovered what a true relationship with God is. God had been so faithful to us, and he continues to show himself faithful. I am just so blessed, and I am sometimes overwhelmed with gratitude of God's goodness. God blessed this ministry, notwithstanding everything that was happening in 2020. You know, beloved, we haven't had a public worship service since March the 8th, 2020, but it didn't stop God from showing himself faithful and strong. I look at what God did for us. God brought many of us closer to himself he brought many of us closer to our family members. He did those things that were needful and necessary for us because all things work together for good, that them to love God, to them who are to call according to his purpose. You know, a pandemic can't put the limit on God. It may put the limit on you in your mind, but it will not put the limit on God. God showed himself faithful and strong to Agape Word Fellowship. And I am so grateful. We have such faithful people in this ministry, such dedicated people, people that understand that they're following the Lord and not a man. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, God blessed this church so much. Even though we weren't meeting for church, quote unquote, God still blessed this church. You know, the church received in 2020, the church received 97% of its budgeted tithes, offerings, and building fund projected income. 97%. But it gets even better than that. The church exceeded its budget. Uh, by 110% when you factor in outside income. God is so faithful. So what is God saying to us? What is God showing us? 
We don't have to risk the safety of God's people just to raise a budget, just to meet a budget. God's people know how to hear from him. God's people are faithful. And many of you, you know the goodness of God because of your faithfulness. Now, some haven't learned that lesson. But as I tell you all the time, you can learn by listening or you can learn by paying. But one thing about it, God is committed to you learning. And so those of you that haven't really learned to be faithful in honoring God with your tithe and giving offerings as God has prospered you, you will learn and God loves you that much. And when you turn to the Lord in obedience, and then you'll see God fulfill his promise in your life. And what God's did for me, what he's done for others, that same God will do it for you. And so I am committed to following the voice of God. And as long as this pandemic is raging, and you know what, beloved? It's even going to get worse before it gets better. Our darkest days have not come with this pandemic yet. But you know what? I still believe there is light at the end of this tunnel, but it's a very long tunnel. But God is faithful to get us to the other side. But until that happens, we're going to continue to trust God. Until that happens, we're going to continue to put the safety of God's people first and not jeopardize the safety of God's people in the name of religion. It's not about religion. It's about your relationship with God. And you know, I feel closer to God today than I felt last year. And here's why I feel closer to God. Because God has shifted the focus. He has shifted the focus from the busyness of ministry. He has shifted the focus from doing the same routine things over and over again to understanding it's all about him. And so God brought me to understanding that whether we come together as a family of believers to worship him, we are still in his presence. And that's what he's teaching us about. You live in the presence of God. And we ought to make that reset today that you're going to be focused on God and his presence because wherever you are, God is. Wherever you are, God is. So God began to deal with me a lot about his presence. And I believe that one of the reasons this church had good success in 2020, notwithstanding the pandemic, I believe that many of you also had good success and you tasted that the Lord was good. You personally tasted that. I believe that's because you understood that God was present. He was present and he is still present. And so this morning, I, I want to I want to call your attention to the scriptures in Psalms number 16. Psalms number 16, verse 10 and 11, I want to read in your hearing. In Psalm 16, verse 10 says, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol. In other words, in hell. 
nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I want to begin talking about in his presence. And I want us to develop a consciousness, no matter how long this pandemic goes, we need to develop a consciousness that we are still living in the presence of God. And today I'm going to call this message, Joy in the Presence of the Lord. Joy in the Presence of the Lord. Here in Psalm 16, one of the Messianic Psalms, verse 10 and verse 11 that we just read are resurrection verses. They're resurrection verses that God spoke prophetically through David, and David, through these verses, had God assurance of eternal life. He had assurance of eternal life, and these same verses, these same words foreshadowed David's great, greater son, his triumph that he would have over the grave, over the tomb. So not only was God assuring David, but God was speaking of David's greater son, Jesus Christ. And what's true about the head, Jesus being the head of the body, what's true about the head has to be true about the members of that same body. You are members of the body of Christ. And so if these verses are true for the head of the body, God did not leave Jesus' soul in hell. Neither did he allow his body to see corruption. But God showed him the path of life. And in God's presence, Jesus experienced fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Hebrews 12 says, For the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. He experienced pleasures forevermore even on the cross. So what was true for the head of the body, it's true for you and I. Don't you ever be concerned about death. Don't you ever be concerned about God leaving you and abandoning you. God will never leave you nor forsake you, even according to his promise. He will show you the path of life. You already have the promise that he would not leave your soul in hell. Nor will he allow you to see corruptions. He said, I'll show you the path of life. In other words, I'll show you the path from death to life. So even when you die, you're still on the path from death to life. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. You see, that's the problem right now. So many people are having emotional and mental issues because of this pandemic. People are about to go batty-minded, not being able to do the things they normally do, not being able to just leave the, their home and go any place they would like to go, to be around other folks, to be in a crowd, to go to a theater to go to an athletic event, or go anywhere where there's a crowd of people, that affects people negatively. 
And one of the reasons it wears on people so much, the stay-at-home orders, shelter-in-place orders, wearing a mask, and doing all those other things to try to get through this pandemic safely, these things wear upon people mentally. And the reason they wear upon people mentally because these people have no understanding that they're living in the presence of God. And for those who believe, we have that momentarily lapse of memory, of consciousness that we're still in the presence of the Lord. So how can you be depressed? How can you be sad? When you're living in the presence of the Lord, we need to shift our focus to get back into the presence of the Lord. So the promise here is that God will show us the path from death to life. And that's because even in death, you'll still be in his presence. Glory to God. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. In the Old Testament, the word presence is also translated as the word face. Huh? Which simply means, face simply means seeking the presence of the Lord. For example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14, where God spoke to Solomon at the dedication of the temple. God said to Solomon, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, seek my face. In other words, seek my presence. Turn from your wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. Glory to God. That's 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. So when God says, seek his face, he is saying, seek my presence. His face is his presence. His presence is his face. So God says, you're to know that I'm present. And you are to look upon my face in every situation, under every circumstance. I am present. Now, like Adam and Eve, the presence of God may cause some folks to fear. Different people have different reactions to the presence of God. Adam and Eve, they felt fear in the presence of the Lord. And that's because they had sin. You see, what sin does, it interrupts the consciousness that you're in the presence of the Lord. Sin will cause you to be detached from the presence of the Lord. When Adam and Eve sinned and fell in the garden, they knew that they were naked and they sought to hide themselves from the presence of the Lord. But the voice of the Lord came walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the Lord called out for Adam, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, well, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I'm naked, so I hid myself. And that's Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. Here in the presence of the Lord, Adam and Eve felt fear. A lot of people don't want to feel the presence of the Lord. They don't want a consciousness that they're in the presence of the Lord because fear grips them. And the only reason fear grips them is because they have unrepented sin in their lives. 
So here we see in Genesis chapter 3, it isn't sin that separates you from God. It's sin that will cause you to separate from God. Sin doesn't stop God from being present, but sin in your life will interrupt your consciousness that God is present. And just like Joshua, you can be in the presence of the Lord and it'll bring you comfort. Comfort, especially in a time of anxiety and trouble. Remember, after Moses had died, God said to Joseph, uh, he said to Joshua, whether in Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, he says, my servant Moses is dead. He says, now rise and cross over this Jordan. You and the people of Israel, cross over into the land that I have given you. And he said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man, nothing can stop you from receiving what I've already appointed for you. And so he said to Joshua, rise up, cross over. Why would God have to tell Joshua that? There were giants in the land. The Canaanite nations had giants. And there might have been some anxiety on Joshua's part about crossing over into a foreign land, a land that he had never set foot in. He said, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, and no man will be able to stand before you. For I am with you, even as I was with my servant Moses, so shall I be with you. Glory to God. God says, I will never fail you. I will never leave you. So be strong and be of a good courage. God said those words to Joshua when Joshua was in the presence of the Lord. And those words brought Joshua comfort in his time of anxiety and trouble. Then you got some people like David. David had a situation where his enemies were whispering against him. They were cursing the very name of David. And they wanted David to die. And David knew this. This is in Psalms 42 verse 5. David was downcast. He was discouraged, a little down on himself. But one thing about it, in the presence of the Lord, the Lord will bring you strength and encouragement when you're feeling down. In Psalms 41, David talks about how his enemies wanted to come against him. And even his trusted friend had betrayed him. His same friend he had gone through the house of the Lord with. His same friend he had broken bread with. That friend kicked up his heels against David. And David is feeling a little discouraged. He's down on himself. But in the presence of the Lord, David found strength. And he found encouragement during that time when he was feeling down. Didn't like Jonah. Some folks actually think they can flee the presence of the Lord. In Jonah chapter 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah and said, Jonah, rise up, go to Nineveh, and preach against that great city. For their sins have come up before me. And Jonah sought to flee from the presence of the Lord. 
So instead of going to Nineveh, Jonah decided to go to Tarshish. And when he went to Tarshish, he found a boat. He found a boat, the Bible says. He paid the fare. That was in Joppa, by the way. He wanted to go to Tarshish. So he, he went down to Joppa, found a ship. He paid the fare, went down into the ship. And he went with them to Tarshish to flee from the presence of the Lord. But Jonah found out that even the Lord is out on the seas. He is out on the ocean. Wherever you are, God is. Glory to God. And for those who are spiritually enlightened, and that would be you, beloved, that would be me. The presence of the Lord should cause us, us to have fullness of joy. No matter what you're feeling or going through, when you have a consciousness that God is right there, it ought to bring fullness of joy. But here we're told in the Psalms, the promise is no matter what happens to you, I will not leave your soul in hell. I will not, see in the Old Testament, believers and unbelievers, when they died, their soul went to Sheol. Which, which was the, the, the region of the dead. It was the netherworld. So everybody went to the same place. And it wouldn't be until Jesus would come along when he would l deliver those captives who'd been held captive from captivity and take them on to heaven. So God says, I'm not going to leave you there. Your body won't suffer corruption. I'll be there with you. I will show you the path of life, that path from death to life. Because in my presence is fullness of joy. And at my right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So the path of life, again, beloved, the path of life is the path from death to life. Paul told the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, he says, even when we were dead in our trespasses, hath he quickened us together with Christ, and he has raised us together, and he has made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what was Paul saying? He says, first of all, when you were living in darkness, when you were living in sin, when you were living with a vow life, it was God who came alone and he quickened you with Christ. What are you saying, Paul? When Jesus died on the cross, in the mind of God, you were there on the cross. When Jesus was buried, in the mind of God, you were there in the tomb. When Jesus rose from the dead in the mind of God, it was you who got up from your sins. When Jesus ascended back to heaven in the mind of God, it was you who was raised up to sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, not only were you quickened with Christ, for by grace you've been saved. Don't ever think you're going to curry favor with God because of the works of your righteousness. So we're not saved by the works of our righteousness, which we have done. Titus 3, 5 tells us that. But we are saved by the washing, by the washing 
of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's how we're saved. We're saved according to his mercy. We're saved according to his grace by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And then he quickens us. He quickened us with Christ. He raised us up together with Christ. See, he's placing us on the path of death to life. So he quickens us, and then he raised us up with Christ. We are ascended with Christ, and then we are made. To, the, the Ephesians says he make us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's my identification. That's your identification as a believer. We died on the cross with Jesus. We were buried in the tomb with Jesus. We rose again with Jesus, and we ascended back to heaven with Jesus. Glory to God. So the path of life is paved with God's love. It's paved with God's mercy and grace. It's paved with forgiveness. It's paved with reconciliation to the Father. Glory to God. You're no longer dead in your sins and your trespasses, but you are alive in Christ, sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's our legal position. Now, because of our legal position in Christ, we are potentially in heaven right here, right now, and experientially, we're living in the presence of God right here, right now. So you don't have to say, I'm going to heaven when I die. Beloved, you're living in heaven potentially right now. And experientially, you're living in the presence of God. Some folks, that's what they live for. They want to live so when they die, they go to heaven. That's because they don't have a revelation that you don't need to go to heaven. Heaven comes to you. And the day you accepted Christ, heaven came to you. And now that we live in that heavenly presence of God, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. Psalms 140.13 tells us, it says, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name, and the upright shall dwell in your presence. That's you. You are the upright of God. You live in the presence of the Lord. And this is why we get discouraged. This is why we get distracted. This is why we get down on ourselves. Because we forget that we are the upright of God and we dwell in his presence. We're living in his presence right now. You don't have to shake and quake to get into the presence of the Lord. You don't have to do spiritual calisthenics calisthenics to get in the presence of the Lord. You're in the presence of the Lord right here, right now. Glory to God. Then God says in his presence, that's what David said, in your presence, in your presence, God's presence is omnipresent. Let me say it again. God's presence is omnipresence. What is omnipresence? It means God is everywhere at the same time. There's no place God isn't. And if you're somewhere that God isn't, then that makes you God. It makes you God. God is here. God is there. God is everywhere. Let me say it again. God is here. God is there. God is everywhere. God's presence is omnipresence. Now, listen to me. 
Proverbs tell us that the eyes of the Lord, at Proverbs 15, 3, that the... Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South, New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.